0: john chapter 3 this morning i want to talk about the greatest miracle that has and ever will happen on the face of this earth this miracle that i want to talk about today this miracle happens around the world every day and i'll go out to say this miracle happens probably every hour possibly every minute all around the world this miracle is taking place. I'm talking about the new birth or the born again experience. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I refer to the new birth as a miracle because only God can perform this operation. Can you say amen? amen? But mankind initiates it by repenting of their sin or turning from their sin and making Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of their life. Amen. Amen. Come on, did you hear me? I said, the Lord performs, but we initiate it. Amen? Amen? The Lord will not force himself on anybody. Amen. Now, this is an instantaneous miracle. It is not something that takes time for a person. When a person makes Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of their life, the Holy Spirit comes in instantly and takes away the sin nature out of the human spirit. The new birth is also called, you'll also hear the term, regeneration. Regeneration is is the born again experience. Once that sin nature is taken away, that person becomes what the Bible says, alive unto God. Alive unto God and becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. A new creature. Well, he's no more that, that sin nature is gone. So he's a new creature amen? And it is important for us as Christians to be aware of what our benefits are as Christians, as born-again Christians. Someone say, are you a born-again Christian? I say, is there any other kind? (laughs) Glory to God. If I'm a Christian, well, I'm born again. If you're not born again, you're not a Christian. Amen? Amen. Glory. Now, Specifically today, I want to share with you what some of the benefits are of the new birth. Now, there are so many benefits, amen? This is so exhaustive, this subject. that I, I called this sermon benefits of the new birth, which, I mean, you could go on and on. I could preach my whole lifetime at this church and still not exhausted, amen? But I called it, anyways, just know that there's more benefits than what I'm bringing up today, Amen? But the more we know as Christians about our benefits, the less Satan and demonic spirits can deceive us and take advantage of our ignorance on on this topic. Um, God makes an incredible statement in the book of Hosea, in the Old Testament, Hosea 4, verse 6. The first part says this. God says this. He says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Notice, I bring this up all the time when I read that verse, it says, my people. It's not talking about the sinner there, although a sinner will be destroyed if they leave this earth without making Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. But God says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Boy, when I hear that, when that's God speaking, that that's the word of God, we need to listen up because we just got our first clue of how Satan operates, deception, deception keeping the Christian from more knowledge. More knowledge of what? The word of God, their benefits in Christ. Is it any wonder why 2 Corinthians 4.4 tells us that Satan blinds the minds of those who believe not the gospel? There's a blinding taking place, well, in the unbeliever. Blinding refers to keeping people from the truth of the gospel. And friends, I got to tell you, There are many people in the body of Christ that are blinded by the enemy from the truth of the full gospel, from the full benefits such as healing, deliverance, baptism in the Holy Spirit, spiritual gifts, and the list goes on. So many people in the church are blinded by this. And because of this blinding, it has caused division in the body of Christ. And that's where you have the branches of different denominations, Right, they they pick what they believe and they start their own organization. Those are denominations and organizations. I mean, they're Christians now. Don't get me wrong; they're they're believers. They believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, but it doesn't go much farther than that. Um, and so, but listen to me now. I ha- sorry to break the news, but someone is right and someone is wrong. Come on now. Either spiritual gifts and healing and all those things are for today, or they're not. Either they're a benefit of the new covenant, or they're not. Remember this. There's only one truth, not many. Take the Word of God for what it says. We need to take the Word of God for what it says. For example, if 1 Corinthians 14.39 says, Forbid not to speak in tongues don't go out and tell people that the tongues are of the devil. (laughs) Amen? Amen. Right? Uh, Let's stick with the word. I could go up to a pregnant woman, and I could go up to her and say, you're going to have a boy. Someone else comes along and says, you're going to have a girl. Well, someone's right and someone's wrong. Unless it's twins. (laughs) I knew what you were thinking, sister. I had it covered. But if there's one in the oven... It's either a boy or a girl. Someone's right and someone's wrong, right? Hallelujah. And you know, like with with our church here, Revival Christian Center, you know, we're classified as a Word of Faith, Pentecostal, Charismatic church. But, and and thank God, that's great titles. I'm not ashamed of it. But we're a Bible church, we believe the Word of God. There's too many divisions, too many separations, classifying. There's too many cliques in the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. God, when God looks at this church, he says, they're Christians. It's the norm, right? Because these things are in the word of God. Amen. So uh, every time I hear the, the different names of, of denominations, it just uh, kind of irks my spirit. It's like, come on now. Come on. There's one truth. Amen? Amen. Just had to get off on that rabbit trail for a minute. (laughs) Now, there's a verse in Psalms that says, If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You see, we as Christians need a strong foundation from the Word so we can live a victorious life and be effective for God on this earth. Can you say amen to that? Even the most basic teachings or doctrines from the Bible. We need to constantly go back and refresh ourselves, even on the most t- basic things. John 3, 16. You, amen? amen? How many people in the church say, you know, in the body of Christ, you know, they, they say, oh, I, yeah, I know what that is. Go back and read it. The Holy Ghost can reveal something else to you out of that scripture. Amen? amen. The Word of God is rich. It's rich. you got to remember this. I heard a minister say this, and i got to tell you this, because it's it, powerful. The Word of God is in seed form. Think about this now. The Word of God is in seed form. In other words, you can read one scripture 20 times and, and the Holy Spirit can reveal 20 different things how to apply that scripture. Why? Because the Word is in seed form. Read the Word and let, it, let that seed grow in your spirit and the Holy Spirit's going to reveal more to you about that scripture. Amen. So don't get caught up and say, yeah, I heard that before. Yeah, John three sixteen. I don't need to read that. I know exactly what it says. No, go back and read it. Even though you can quote it backwards, forwards, and sideways, go back and read it. Because it's good to keep the word in front of our eyes. Amen. Amen. It says, keep the word of God before you. Amen. And in your heart. Hallelujah. Um, well, let's see here. Hallelujah. Where do I want to take off? So... I want to share with you some of the benefits now of the new birth. Go to John 3, and I want to read verses 1 through 8 from John chapter 3. It says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee that you must be born again. The wind blows where it wants to, and you hear the sound thereof, but you cannot tell whence it cometh, whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. Don't let all that confuse you because I want to break that down. But I want to pull out here a benefit of being born again. In verse 3. It says here that when we become born again, you are able to see the kingdom of God. You are able to see the kingdom of God. Now, what's that talking about? Spiritual things are no longer dull to you. They're no longer boring to you. If you're truly born again, you're going to crave, you're going to desire spiritual things. And by spiritual things, I'm talking about things from the word of God. Amen? Now, let me just point this out real quick. Remember how I told you when you're born again, you become alive unto God. Before you're born again, you're in spiritual death. What is spiritual death? It's not a physical death. It's spiritual death. It means that you're separated from God because of your sin nature. Amen? You're cut off. There's a wall of partition there, the Bible says. When you get born again, that wall's taken away, the sin nature's taken away, boom, your spirit man loves God, loves the things of God, because the Holy Spirit came on in and did a little operation, amen? Amen. Maybe not little, but you know what I mean. Uh, Now, uh, how many of you know, though, some spiritual things on this earth are not from God, but from Satan and evil spirits, Uh, such as psychics, Ouija boards, other things like that, amen? Amen? We need to stay away from those spiritual things. There's spiritual things, but not from the Spirit of God. Amen? So, uh, you know, one of the things that happened to me, I think I told you before, one of the things that happened to me when I became born again was that I became very much aware uh, of what was of God and what was of the enemy. It, it was I, just more discern, a discernment came. You know, before I was born again, I had no idea, boy. Someone could tell me. A psychic could say, uh, oh, yes, uh, I believe in God. Oh, great. Okay. Well, this must be of God. When I got born again, uh-uh, mm-mm, oh, that don't feel right because it wasn't of God because the Holy Spirit was, was revealing that to me. Amen? So one of the things that happened to me when I became born again, my discernment whoo, skyrocketed. Amen? Can anyone test to that? Amen. Same thing. Now, um, but listen to me. When you become born again, you are able to see the kingdom of God because when you got born again, like I said, the Holy Spirit took residence in your spirit and the Holy Spirit is there to lead you and guide you into all truth. Amen. The Holy Spirit is there to reveal unto you the things of the kingdom of God or the benefits of the kingdom of God. Turn with me to first Corinthians chapter two. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need a strong foundation. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Me being a teacher of the word, oof, I love pounding in the, the foundations of the word. Amen. Because once you have a good foundation, you can build on the foundation. Amen. You got a rocky foundation, well, things are going to be a little shaky there. Amen. Something's going to topple. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I want to look at verses 9 through 13. It says, But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of of man except for the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knows no man, man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Why? That we might know the things that are freely say freely, Free. freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches. But which things the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now I want you to notice it said there that eye has not seen nor ear heard. You don't see the kingdom of God with your physical eyes or with your physical senses. Come on, I'm getting a little deep here this morning. Hey, Amen. Can you stick with me? Can I talk with you about some spiritual things? Amen. You don't see the kingdom of God with your spiritual or with your physical eye or your uh, physical ear, you can't hear it. But listen to me, your spiritual eyes. It's getting quiet in this Presbyterian church this morning. <laughs> Come on, listen to me. It's interesting to me, people who, have, who had out-of-body experiences, uh, they died on the operating table, right? They, when they left their body, they were still able to see. I've even heard testimonies of blind people who had out-of-body experiences and they were able to see. How were they able to see? Their spirit man was out of their physical body. So it wasn't their, spirit, their physical eye. What were they seeing with? Their spiritual eyes. Amen. They were out of their body and yet they were able to see. So your spirit man has eyes. Your spiritual man has ears. Amen? But now, how sharp your spiritual eyes are, how sharp your hearing is in your spirit is dependent on you. Are you getting into the word enough to sharpen your spiritual eyes, your spiritual vision, your spiritual ears? If you don't, if your flesh is taken over, well, your physical eye is overtaking your spiritual eye then. Think about that. Chew on it for a minute. Hallelujah. Now, verse 10. Goes on to say that God has revealed these things or benefits unto us by His Spirit. The Holy Spirit reveals things unto our Spirit. Where does the Holy Spirit live when you're born again? In your spirit man. The reason the Bible says that your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit is because your spirit man lives in your body. Think about it. Now, so the Holy Spirit reveals these things unto us through our spirit, man. Not our mind, not our mind, not our natural mind, but unto our spirit. But then our mind, our natural mind is able to pick it up if our mind is renewed with the word. Oh, come on now, don't miss that key. I said the Holy Spirit will reveal these benefits unto us and lead us and guide us through our spirit. And our natural mind will pick it up if your mind is renewed with the Word of God. Well, it goes on to say in Romans 12 that you got to renew your mind if you want to know the will of God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, so are you getting this? Do you comprehend the glorious truth of this? The Spirit of God lives on the inside of every believer. So that means we have the wisdom of God, the power of God, the peace of God, the anointing of God living on the inside of us as Christians. So why do we act and live so weak? Amen? (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Come on now. Whatever you and I need as Christians is provided for in your spirit by the Holy Spirit. So are you living your life in the spirit or according to your flesh? Hmm. See, that is why the word of God says to draw out of the wells of salvation. So then 1 Peter can kick into place and say, you then can be partakers of the divine nature. Well, you're not going to be partakers of the divine nature if you're living in your flesh. Because your flesh hates the word. Your flesh despises the Word. Your flesh fights against your spirit, man. Am I talking to someone this morning? Now, I was talking with someone the other day about the anointing. We were talking about how awesome the anointing of the Holy Ghost is and how it's yoke-destroying and power and all that. and, And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, this bubbled up out of my spirit. The Holy Ghost said, yeah, it's powerful and yoke-destroying if you cooperate with it. Oh, my, my, my. How often we think things are just automatic in the Christian life, don't we? We just think sometimes things are just automatic. But boy, the Holy Ghost has a way of of humbling us. Amen? Amen. He said, yeah, it's powerful and yoke-destroying if you cooperate with it. And, you know, what kind of, he gave me a picture of, in other words, a person who is in bondage pornography. Yeah, the anointing can set him free, but it won't help the person one bit if he continues to go back and look at porn on the internet. Yeah, the anointing can set a drunkard free, but it won't do him a bit of good if he's just going to go home after work and pull out a beer and drink it. It's yoke destroying if you cooperate with it. Mm, Hallelujah. So we as Christians need to tap into the wells of salvation. We need to cooperate with the anointing. Now look at verse 13 here. Verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 2 says, Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual I want you to notice that the Word of God separates man's wisdom from the Holy Ghost wisdom. If you're always trying to figure things out in your natural carnal mind, forget it. That's man's wisdom. The wisdom of God resides in your spirit, man, because that's where the Holy Ghost is. Come on now. Um, hallelujah. There have, listen, there have been times when I have been in a situation where I did not know what to do or what to say. And I'd pray, say, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me the words to speak. You ever been in that situation? And the best way I know how to describe it is that I felt a bubbling up from on the inside of me in my spirit. And and an idea would come to me. Or I'd start talking and the wisdom of God showed up. Uh I would start speaking and I knew it was the very words God gave to me. I I just felt it on the inside. It was a spiritual thing, not a natural thing. And it was almost like it bypassed my natural mind. And I would speak the words that the Lord gave me, and it'd be like I would stand back and I would say, Lord, wow, that's good, Lord. Because it didn't come from me. You understand what I'm saying? Come on, friend. If you're in a situation, you don't know what to do, you don't know what to say, ask the Lord. He said He would give you wisdom. And He didn't just say He would give it to you. He said He would give it to you liberally. Amen? Amen. So, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for His wisdom that He's willing to share with us believers. And, And now, it is a step of faith. If you're in a situation and you need to know what words to speak, you need to step out in faith. Sometimes it won't be... Most of the time, it would be words that you wouldn't even think about saying, but the Holy Ghost gives it to you to say. And if you don't speak them, you're 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 robbing that person of a blessing, who you're ministering to. Amen. Hallelujah. It stretches us sometimes. It will stretch your faith. I guarantee it. John three five. So you. One of the benefits of being born again, you can see the kingdom of God. Spiritually speaking. You hunger for the things of God. You desire the things of God. You want to fulfill the will of God. John 3, 5 says this, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So when you become born again, I put this as number two, don't know why. But you enter into the kingdom of God. Now, that's shouting material. But it's not shouting material for someone who doesn't know the benefits of it. You see how important it is to know the benefits of something? Amen? Amen. Now, listen. When you become born again, you enter into the kingdom of God. When you become born again, you're no longer, this should make someone shout... You're no longer under the authority of Satan's kingdom. Hallelujah. He no longer is your Lord. He no longer is your Father. Oh, you've been adopted. You've been adopted into a family, the family of God. Hallelujah. Oh, he's a good daddy. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the very one who was once Lord over you, the enemy, Satan, you now have authority over him. And over his kingdom. Because you now sit with Christ in heavenly places. Spiritually speaking. Even if, come on, think about this. You know how the, in 1 Corinthians 12, it refers to the body of Christ as parts of a natural body. Some are the hand, some are the arm, some are the foot. Come on, think about this. Even if you are the foot in the body of Christ, you're still above Satan and demon spirits. Amen. Woo, glory. Hallelujah even if you're the foot. Hallelujah. And by the way, there's no bad positions in the body of Christ. Amen. Yeah. Everyone's important. If there was no feet, we wouldn't be able to run. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Luke 10:19, Jesus said this, "Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all, say all, all. the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. So, not, we, we have divine power and divine protection. Those two things belong to you as a born-again Christian. Amen. Hallelujah. Once you are born again, you are known. You are feared by Satan and demonic spirits. Ooh. In fact, you're probably posted up down in hell as hell's most wanted. <laughs> Think about it. You're known. When you become born again, you're known by the enemy. You say, yeah, Pastor James, what scripture can you give me to back that up? Go to Acts 19. Hallelujah. Who <laughs> Whoo, glory to God. Hell's most wanted, and they can't touch you. When you're walking in the truth, when you're cooperating with the anointing, when you're being a doer of the word... Then you're not giving them place. Acts 19, verses 13 through 17. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon themselves to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. So we have unbelievers now, unbelievers trying to cast out demons. What happened? And there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jew, a chief of the priests, which did so. Listen to this. And the evil spirit answered and said, come on, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them. Listen to this. So that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Friend, if you're an unbeliever today, you're a punching bag for Satan and demonic spirits. You have absolutely nothing to protect you. You're outside of the covenant of God. But if you're a born-again Christian, glory to God, you don't come in your own name, but you come in the name of the Lord Jesus. And they must obey. Hallelujah. Look at verse 17. And this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. Listen. And fear fell on all them. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Hallelujah. The name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Jesus, Paul, the evil spirits know who they were. And if you're a born again Christian, Satan and evil spirits know your name too. Hallelujah. In fact, every morning that you wake up, I want hell to quiver. I want them to say, he's waking up or she's waking up. Hurry up. Get in place. Get in place. It causes a frenzy in hell. Come on now. Are you a Jesus freak? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you a fool for Christ? Mm. That's known in the pits of hell. And I'm glad I am. Brother Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagin, has a video out called Born to Raise Hell. R-A-Z-E. Born to Raise Hell. We're born again, and we're going to tear Satan's kingdom down. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. John 3, 8. Whew. John 3, verse 8. says this, the wind blows, bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. The effect of being born again will be noticeable. You are empowered to do righteousness. You're empowered to fulfill the will of God. Jesus told Nicodemus there that you can't see the wind. But Jesus said, You can see the effects of the wind. Same with the born again experience. You can't see a physical change on the inside with your natural eyes, but you will see an outward manifestation. Amen? That's why Jesus said this in Matthew 7 16. He said, You will know them by their fruits, by their actions. Now, let me tie this in. Remember this. There will be, if you're truly born again, there will be outward evidence of an inward change. Oh, hallelujah. I can tell you right now, when I got born again, it was instant. When I made Jesus Lord of my life, an instant, all the things that I crave from the world no longer interest me. No longer, I did not have a desire for that junk anymore. The chains fell off. It was outward evidence of an inward change. A person who is born again will not, now listen to me, will not habitually sin. You will not make a habit or a lifestyle of sin. That's not to say you will never fall in, in sin ever. But you're not going to make it a lifestyle. Go to 1 John 3, 9. Is it possible to live a sinless life with the help of the Holy Spirit? You bet it is. Yes, it is. It is very possible if we would be diligent, keeping the word in front of us, keeping it in our heart. David said, I hide the word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It is possible to live a sinless life. Raise the bar a little bit. Don't sit there and think, well, I'm just going to sin. You know, I'm going to sin. Well, guess what? You're going to then if you have that mindset. Raise the bar. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do what's right. Amen? Look at 1 John 3, 9. I want to show you this. This is interesting here. It says this. Whosoever is born of God or born again doth not commit sin. That literally means to, to habitually sin or to make a lifestyle of sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Amen? Now listen to me. If you mess up, confess and forsake that sin and move on with God. I think I said it before. 1 John 1, 1.9. Go there again. I just want to say it again. He'll minister to someone. First John 1 John 1.9 says this, if we confess our sins or agree, yeah, Lord, we, I messed up. Forgive me. I shouldn't have done this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, I want to tell you this right now. That scripture produces a fact, not a feeling. Because after you sin, and even when you go and confess it to God, your flesh, your own heart will want to condemn you. You're constantly going to be thinking, oh, I don't, oh, forgive me, Lord. And, and then you confess this thing to him 500 times throughout the day. And he says, look, you did it once. You followed the directions. You, you, you confessed it, forsaken it. Don't hold on to it. Right. Amen? That scripture produces a fact, not a feeling. And that's where your faith comes in. you got to know that you acted on the word, and you got to move on in faith now. Don't let your own own self condemn you. Amen? Amen? Move on with God. Hallelujah. So overall, there should be enough evidence to prove that you're a Christian. People at your workplace should know it. They should be able to say, there's something different about you. They should be able to. In fact, there should be enough evidence that if you went to trial, there should be enough evidence for a jury to convict you as a Christian. Amen. Ooh, think about it. Is there enough evidence there to say he, is a, he or she is a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Oh, come on now. If you're born again... That inward change is going to become an outward manifestation. Hallelujah. So your spirit man desires the things of God. And where there was once enmity toward God, there's now love for God. You are now empowered by the Holy Spirit to be a doer of the word, to fulfill the will of God. You are free to love others with a God kind of love. You see, someone who's not born again, they don't know how to love, to truly love. It's if you do this for me, then I'll like you. Amen. But the God kind of love says, "No, I'm gonna love. I'm gonna provide something for you, even though you're not treating me right." Come on, think about the God kind of love. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God didn't wait for something uh, for us to do something before He sent Jesus. No, no, no. He provided what we needed. Amen. Amen. Think about that. That's truly amazing love. The truth is this. In Christ Jesus, you the Christian, have been freed from sin. Now you have to live like it. That is the truth. The truth is you have been freed from sin, but experientially now you must crucify your fleshly desire and walk in the Spirit. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. It is possible to extinguish that life of God by living a life according to your fleshly desires. And that's what we call backsliding. Romans 8.13 gives us this warning. He says, if you live after the flesh, you shall die. Sin produces death. First thing will happen is your spiritual life will be cut off with God because of that sin that you're you're just living in the flesh. You'll be cut off. Your communication will be cut off. And that's what spiritual death is, cut off. And then if you continue to go that way, you're treading on some dangerous ground. Amen? How many of you know that many people, yay, even Christians, have gone home to be with the Lord before their time because of being foolish and living foolishly. Many, many Christians have. Go look at 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, where it talks, Many are sickly and weak among you and have fallen asleep because they've partook of the communion table wrongfully. That's good Amen? Right. Many people have gone home to be with the Lord because of foolishness, because of not go in the way of the spirit but after the way of the flesh anytime you're living apart from God's word you are on dangerous ground so I want to exhort you this morning to stay close to God choose life and let the life the light of God radiate out of you let your light shine for Jesus Amen? amen let's stand in this place this morning I've spoken enough Oh, what a blessing, the born-again experience. Oh, friend, if we would truly get a revelation, a revelation of, of the benefits, the blessings of being born again, all this piddly stuff of this world would not compare to the glory that resides inside of you. Amen? I want you just to close your eyes right now. Just think about the benefits, the blessings, all that other junk that the enemy would try to clutter your mind with. Force it out of there. Force it out. Cast it down right now. Think, count your blessings. Count your blessings. Now maybe, maybe there's someone in this place who has never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, and. You're the punching bag for the enemy that I was talking about. And the Holy Spirit is pricking your heart today. Today is the day of salvation. Don't leave this building without making him Lord of your life. Thank God for that pricking in your heart. He's bidding you to come. To come to him. He wants to adopt you into his family this morning. If that's you... I want you to come forward and I want to pray with you to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, maybe you've been a Christian for a long time, but you've fallen away. You've backslid exactly what I was talking about. And today you felt the Holy Spirit just quicken you and say, he's talking about you. I'm speaking to you. If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord today... I want you to come down to this altar, and I want to pray with you to have a new beginning. Not a second chance, but a new beginning. God is a God of new beginnings. Amen? You've never received the Holy Spirit baptism with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Jesus said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. The Holy Spirit baptism is to become a powerful witness. And yes, 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 there's other advantages that will advantage you personally. But the main focus is to be a witness for Jesus. He's going to equip you to be a powerful witness for Jesus. If you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism, I want you to come down. I want to pray with you. Lay my hands on you and pray with you to receive that. Maybe you need a healing in your physical body. Maybe you need a healing emotionally. Maybe you need a miracle in your life. Maybe you just need someone to pray with you. Maybe you feel alone in what you're going through. I want you to come down to this altar, and I want to pray with you. For those four things, I want you to stand by the piano if that is for you. Other than that, I'm going to open up this altar right now. If you want to dedicate your life and say, Lord, thank you so much. Forgive me for taking for granted the boring again experience. I want you to come down to this altar and seek the Lord on your own. your hands to the Lord right now. Our heart, it's your heart responding to his revelation today. Yes, it's a basic foundation, foundational topic, but it's so important. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Father, thank you for your word. Lord, let us not take anything for granted in your word, even the most basic. Hallelujah Just feel there's a wet blanket in here. You ever feel that? There's just a wet blanket. Come on. Lift your hands to the Lord. Come on. Let let that thing go now. Doggone it. You said you let it go last week. Now let it go. (laughs) Amen. Let it go. Come on now. Loose that grip. Father, I just pray your anointing come upon every single individual in this place right now. Lord, where that heaviness is. Yeah, I command that heaviness to go right now in Jesus' mighty name. And I loose the garment of praise. I loose extreme joy in that individual right now. Extreme joy in this place, in these individuals right now. Even the hardness of heart that is overtaking some. Lord, I pray your Holy Ghost chisel would take that rock out right now. now. Right now, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, mighty God. Glory. Someone here, and you know who you are. The Holy Ghost has been dealing with you on this. You need to just get alone with God today. Close the door and and immerse yourself in the Word of God. Just start reading. Open up and start reading the Word, and you're going to find a blessing behind that door. I just sense the Holy Ghost saying that. Just immerse yourself. Fill yourself with the Word. Yeah, that's your answer. The Holy Ghost said, "Yeah, that's that's your answer." He says, "You've been asking me what to do. Well, there it is. Get in behind closed doors, close the door, open my Word, and start reading until I release you from it." Yeah, that's the wisdom of God on this situation. But it's not what I wanted to hear. Well, too bad. Holy Ghost is smarter than us. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I think that's what I was waiting on right there. Someone got the word. Well, let this play. Let this play. Everyone, you have a blessed week. Come on back on Wednesday. We're going to watch The Authority of the Believer by Kenneth Haig in the video. Come on back. Have a blessed week, everyone. God bless you.